What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it. Look at your women crying. Look at your young men dying. The way they've always done before. Welcome to Uniting the Gap with Brian and Damien, where we attempt to bridge the ever-widening gap between the left and the right. Uh, If this is your first time with us, be sure to listen to some of our other episodes, and you can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. In any case, I am Damien Gray, along with my co-host, Brian Fonderulia. Brian, what's going on in the wilds of Minnesota, man? Well, it's cold here, man. It's like the wintertime. The last uh, the last three days I've woken up, it's been just a touch around 40 degrees. Uh, I've gotten in these wonderful arguments with my wife about central heating and air because I don't understand the concept. Apparently, you just leave it on and it just adjusts the temperature. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a redneck from the woods, man. I understand <laughs> hot when it's cold and cold when it's hot. And you switch them. I get that. But apparently are you one of those dads that's like, don't touch my thermostat? You know, I'm really not. I, yeah. I, I actually I, I laugh about it this time of year because in the summertime, the uh, the central air is set to like 68 degrees. Uh-huh. And it's just and it's like nice and cool. But then in the wintertime, we set the heat to 72. And I just there's something funny about that. You know, when you really think about it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like, God, pick a temperature. You know, and it's, it was like. <laughs> It was like 60 degrees here all day, and so then if I shut it off, then that's the wrong thing to do. And I'm like, no, I'm saving electricity. It's like, it's not running. I'm like, no, I'm saving electricity. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're not going to pay the bill. But I saw that uh, your daughter had a birthday. She did. She did. My oldest, she's going to be 10 tomorrow. Wow. The oldest girl, she'll be 10 tomorrow. Time flies, huh? She's a she's a she's a she's a good thinker. That one. She's a yeah. She's a good thinker. She had her little mask problem at school, but apparently that's gone away. Cause I uh, 
I may or may not have gotten uh, several of those neck gator face mask things with the Gadsden flag on it and gave her one to wear to school. Oh, really? Because that's the kind of parent that I am. (laughs) (laughs) Shit stirrer. Yeah, I really am. (laughs) Nobody said anything, apparently, which made me a little sad. Mm-hmm. her because her she's in fourth grade and her teacher is a little a little hippy dippy is like i instantly disliked her when i walked in and i saw like the lamp with the himalayan salt rock in front of me i was like oh, i Uh-oh. hate you <laughs> I hate everything about you and i was like she's gonna do it someone's gonna do it i said if they send the principal's office be sure you call me immediately because me and your local sheriff we're gonna high five because we agree with what that flag represents so, yeah, it's uh, but no, no, nothing, nothing cool, obviously, because nothing cool ever happens when I'm around. So your kids are actually able to go to school. Oh, yeah. In the elementary school, they're uh, they're there every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the county I live in, there hasn't been a lot of cases. I guess a couple of other schools have gone to hybrid uh, Buffalo, just the town over uh, has has gone to hybrid for their elementary school. But. Maple Lake hasn't, you know, we're only, we're a community of what, 2,000 people, something like that. So our school is pretty small. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a conversation with the superintendent before school started. And, I, and, you know, and he's on the page of, we're keeping the kids in school. And I don't know, it's, I, I, I feel bad for you guys out there in the other states where, where things are still locked down and just, yeah. So, man, because society is, it takes its toll on people. Yeah, uh, my my wife is having to do online teaching uh, because the schools aren't open, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, yeah, it's and and, and the pain in the ass about this whole thing is that she she teaches first graders and first graders generally don't know anything about working the Internet. Oh, God. So she's having a lot of problems with this, you know, getting getting them there, getting them to sign in and getting them to, you know, click on the bookmarks and stuff like that. They they just don't seem to understand it. Well, you're not. And the parents aren't any better. Actually, she's she's not going to be one of those teachers that sees like a toy gun in the background and reports on the social. Oh, no, no. I, I read that article, too. And it's just, oh, my God, my my blood pressure is legitimately out of control because of all the stupid in the world. You know, I had to have my medication adjusted the other day for my blood pressure. And I'm trying to, like, relax myself. And I think part of it is just all the stupid that I read about all the time. It really is. It really is. I think it's getting to everybody. It it really is. It's just it's too much. And and in Minnesota, we've got it better than some states, you know, and like you guys, like you're telling me, if you're not wearing a mask, somebody's going to stop you and fine you. And oh, shit. Did you hear about uh, what happened with Trump's rally in Henderson? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, folks, if you don't understand, I'm in Las Vegas, and 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 Henderson is like uh, very close to me. And anyway, Trump had a rally here. Uh, what was it? Uh, three or four days ago, and it was at this place called Extreme Manufacturing or something like that, mm-hmm. or Machines or something. So I don't remember what it was. But anyway, in fact, I got caught in the traffic jam. I didn't even know that this was going on, and I'm on Lake Mead Boulevard, and suddenly traffic is comes to a dead stop and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, and then I started looking around at all the four by fours with these big American flags <laughs> and Trump banners and people running around with Trump capes and stuff like this and the MAGA hats. And I went, huh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. Oh, no, it's not funny. But here's the thing about that. Our governor has mandated that you can have no more than 50 people at a gathering here. And they all have to be masked. And they have to social distance. Well, none of them were these people were masked and and they certainly weren't social distancing. However, here's the thing. The guy who owns uh, uh, Henderson's uh, has 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 filed a claim against the guy who owns this this extreme machines or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And so he has to pay three hundred thousand dollars within a month or he has to file a. uh, complaint or something like that so yeah i mean and it's and so this guy is taking the brunt of this because everybody showed up without masks and all that shit and plus he allowed a gathering of more than 50 people you know i I think it's ridiculous that you know you can't have a now you know i'm not pro trump but here at a rally you can't have more than 50 people at at, let's say a gathering like that but you know the casinos are open you know and there's a hell of a lot more people than 50 people in there Casinos are more important. What they should have done at the Trump rally is called it a Black Lives Matter rally, and they would have just got, you know, popularity, applause from everywhere in the world. You know, here, I guess, I guess uh, Trump is going to Bemidji, which is in northern Minnesota. He's coming tomorrow. And I guess Biden is going to someplace near Duluth also this weekend. Oh, really? And our numb nuts of a governor, I truly cannot stand this guy. I really can't stand him. He put out. He put out a thing that said, um, you know, we'd really appreciate it if the candidates come to town that they really did it her by our, you know, social distancing and mask. <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. I just just shut up. <laughs> shut up. You know, God, there, was right? a, there was a huge rally here at the state capitol in front of the governor's mansion this last Saturday, which I was going to go to. But uh, one of my pieces of equipment that I wanted for the rally has not shown up yet. And I was not going to go to a rally anywhere near with all the chaos going on without this particular certain piece of equipment because it's a very effective piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wasn't going to go. But they had guys roll in on tractors from up by Thief River Falls, which is you know four or five hours away. They took a two-day ride in their tractors to come down for this thing. And, you know, I, I really honestly believe that the voter turnout is going to be huge all over this year, especially in oh, yeah. Minnesota. And it's going to shock a lot of people, you know. Yeah. I really do. You know, like, like I said, I'm sitting downstairs and we're, my wife wanted to watch football tonight, but it wasn't, uh, we don't get ESPN. So we're watching that. So she's, she's watching something else. And there's like six Biden ads for every one Trump ad. I thought, well, you know, I mean, Republicans usually avoid the state that they that they feel are lost. But in this age of social media and, you know, podcasts and blogs, it's not the same voter base that watches TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I think Trump understands that. I really do, or at least his campaign does. You know, it's well, uh, here in Nevada. I mean, we're we're getting Trump ads, but we don't get a whole lot of them, um, and we we certainly see a lot more Biden ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't know who I want to throw something at the TV. <laughs> you know, yeah. whenever their ad is on, I don't know who or how hard. You know, I mean, yeah. I'll tell well, you, every TVs time are, I see every time I see a Trump ad, I just put out. You know, I mean, TVs are pretty cheap these days. You could probably break your TV and just run on and grab a new one. I mean, we picked up a 55-inch TV for something like 250 bucks like three months ago. 
Yeah, and, it wouldn't and, be my TV. My TV's better uh, than that. <laughs> that's awesome, you know. But it was—it's funny when I saw when I saw this TV because I have this TV uh, still in, in like the playroom. It's like a twenty, like a twenty-inch flat screen or something like that, maybe a nineteen-inch. I bought it years ago when I was living with roommates. I, you know, it's my TV was pretty close to my bed, so I didn't have a big TV. But my, like, I lost the one TV in an electrical storm. It shorted out, so I went out to go buy that TV, and it was like four hundred bucks. And and so the price of flat screens is so expensive still in my head. And now I got this fifty-five inch TV for under three hundred dollars, and that's one of those when I was your age moments, you know? <laughs> right. And still, that's just still so funny to me when I really think about it. I'm like. <laughs> The biggest TV I owned before that was like a 26 inch like square one, and even that was expensive. But now you're just like, man, and they don't weigh anything. They weigh like five pounds. Yeah, yeah. Massive, and everybody's got yeah. six of them in their house. So yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I had we had a little uh, like a 12 inch. Uh, Toshiba TV, Ooh. you know, I mean, and you know, I was the channel changer. <laughs> you know, I was yep. the remote control. That know? was my sister. But, my sister was our remote control. That's how she learned to count to 10. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like occasionally we'll still tease her about it just because we're mean like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, you turn the dials like, no, channel 11, 1 1, Sarah, 1 1, <laughs> 4. Okay, good job, great work. So you know, we were talking about the differences between uh, the rules, the COVID rules in Minnesota and the COVID rules here in Nevada. And, you know, we've opened up the, all the, not all the casinos have opened up, but a good majority of them have. And a lot of them on the strip have. And, but I got to say for the life of me, I can't understand why anyone would want to visit right now. I mean, since, I mean, they, 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 since they reopened the strip, um, there have been shootings, muggings, murders, suicides, protests, riots, and it's all become rather routine and mundane. And and it's just ridiculous that we've come to the point where this is like normal. I mean, and, you know, I mean, ever since Labor Day weekend, uh, fights have been breaking out on the strip on an almost nightly basis. You can go to YouTube and see how viral these uh, 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 videos are becoming. And they're saying that more police presence – uh, has been promised, but you know, it's been yet to be delivered. You know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I, I realize that our police force is, is, is shaky as it is, but I mean, we need to get more cops out there. And, uh, you know, and I think the reason being is because of the, you know, you were talking about the stress of mm-hmm. all this shit. You know, and I think that the reason that people are losing their shit is because of the fact that they're having this drilled into them all the time and all yeah. these rules and you know and I, I i look i sort of understand the need for the rules and 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 when businesses kind of like you you were saying that when a business requires you to wear a mask and social distance you're going to do it if you want to shop there well and the same thing goes with this you know i mean because as soon as i mean even if you're lucky enough to book a flight here you know, because I mean, they're they're running on on scant crews. You know, I mean, as soon as you get on board, you get your before you even get on board, you got to be you have to be uh, uh, tempt, and then you know you sit down and you shut your mouth and don't you know converse with your neighbor and <laughs> until you land and then you get off and then once you get off here at McCarran Airport, 
they're likely going to take you to another terminal that's not the normal terminals. And so you're going to have to take a shuttle or walk all the way over to get your luggage. Then <laughs> Uber and Lyft drivers have given up the ghost at McCarran, you know, because they know that they're not getting the, the fares there anymore. Taxis really? too. Yeah. Wow. And so you're going to sit around, you're going to wait 30 to 45 minutes for a, a car if you're not renting a car, you know, uh, so they, you can go to the, your hotel. Then you got to go through the whole thing all over again once you go to your hotel. I mean, you got to stand in long lines. You got to be tempted as soon as you walk into the place. So people are pissed off as soon as they come here, first of all. That, that sounds incredibly unpleasant. Oh, it's you know, you know I think Vegas in Vegas is this weird thing I think to America it's almost like this it's like this sense of normalcy and if you think about crime in Vegas you know Vegas has always had a pretty high crime rate except for the strip because that's where you know the cops go and they you know make sure none of that happens to the tourists because that keeps them there but I mean you and I both know you know working for years in the casino business that that is hidden from the general public it's it's hidden from the news because they don't want to scare away tourists right right you know i, I was i was reading this article that you sent me about that and it was it was really amazing for me to see somebody write about it as that dystopian place that's incredibly violent with no law enforcement and that's really affecting everybody because you don't I, I've never read articles about that in Vegas, and I've been out there when there's shootings. I mean, there's there's shootings on the Strip. There's shooting in casinos. Sure. So you only hear about them from the people that heard about it. You hear about it from the people that saw it. It's hardly, it's hardly published, and it's never published in the states that give it tourism. You know, if you if you think about tourists to you know going to Vegas and you're out here and it's your first time, you would think it's just you know, happy, sweet place where it's just this incredibly welcoming atmosphere. It's, it hasn't been like that, you know, and I know reading this article too, you know, your panhandler problem has gone way up. I can only imagine what all oh, the homeless problem like right out now. here oh, is something God. else, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, was nice. there's, yeah, well, kind of, it's a little hot, <laughs> still, <laughs> but uh, you know, at this time of the year, we kind of do a roller coaster ride where it's, it's cool and then it's hot and it's cool and it's hot and, you know, but, but yeah, I, but, uh, the homeless problem has become a huge issue on Fremont Street. And, you know, Vegas up to this point has always been, well, not always, but but in the recent past, what, 20 some odd years, it's been kind of kid friendly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Fremont Street, you know, you've got these half naked ladies running around and stuff like that. And so I don't know if I would bring a kid on that street. Oh my God, I never really I... understood why people do that. And, you know, when I was when I was living in New Orleans, I could never understand why you bring your kid on Bourbon Street. Of I all think places. I would never bring a kid to Bourbon Street. But I mean, when you stay on the Strip, they do try to make it very kid friendly because they want right, you to, on the Strip. You know, they understand they're going to get their money from their parents from gambling. But, yep. you know, you might not get that three or four thousand dollars from your average tourist that comes out there to gamble. But you're going to get that three or four grand with the different amenities and the kid stuff and the da 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 da. And then you also introduce a new generation to, hey, Vegas is kind of a cool place. Let's right. go there. 
But right. Fremont Street, uh, uh-uh. Fremont yeah. Street is Fremont for those of us that are degenerates, and that's pretty- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't go down to the strip. You know, I've lived here almost six years now, and I don't go down that. The last time I was on the strip was when I first moved here, and the same for Fremont Street. I mean, I, I liked Fremont actually better than the the strip, but I guess Fremont Street because of the homeless issue. I mean, they're becoming a huge problem. They're harassing the tourists. They're blocking the doorways to the casinos, and the casinos aren't doing anything about it. You know, and so it's become a mess. Oh, I believe but, it. You know, I, that that's been going on for a few years. I remember the first time I took like a real trip to Vegas would have been uh, nineteen. It would have been like like nineteen ninety nine. I think it was like late late ninety eight ninety nine. And we stayed down at Fitzgerald's down at Fremont because you know that's we're all gamblers, casino business. So we're doing. And, uh, and and it was cool, you know, because it had that old, you know, Vegas mystique and things were kind of, it was like things were not clean, but they were, you know, welcoming enough. And you're like, you know, this is a nice atmosphere and you can still get stabbed. And it felt kind of, you know, you know, whatever. And I remember I went to the Las Vegas Club. <laughs> the Las Vegas Club is that last seedy, seedy joint that was down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it was kind of cool, but it was like, man, this is dilapidated. But then uh, I was out there uh, when I started to see my wife. So we were out there, what, six years ago, I think it was. And I went to the Las Vegas club again because, you know, we're down on Fremont Street. And first of all, I was blown away by all by all the street performers that were there because that was oh, not yeah. there the first time. But I know that when the economy collapsed out there, they, we went to the street performing thing. And there was a whole ton of it. But we went to the Las Vegas club and it was like half topless dealers. And I was like, Jesus Christ, is this porn? What happened here? This used to be a man's place where a man could come and this was a man's joint. And I'm like, oh, I'm not comfortable here anymore. There's too many boobs. But so <laughs> my brain works. It's a, it's well, you know, they have they have strippers thing. over the uh, uh, blackjack tables at a couple of the casinos here. In, on, yeah, on the strip. that's that's kind of what it was doing. And I I I have I, there are two things I've never done in Vegas. I have never. I've been to a strip club in Vegas, and I've never been drunk in Vegas. Really? So never. I I have always felt, and I know this is completely insane. I have always felt it is far safer to drink and drive than to drink and gamble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because if I drink and drive, <laughs> I'm just going to be dead. If I drink and gamble in a place like Vegas, I might wind up fifty thousand dollars dip. Right, and then and you'll it, be dead anyway because your yeah. wife's going to kill you. And, and in debt to God knows who. And then, you know, that's just not safe. So I seriously, I, I've been to Vegas many times and I can, I've, I've had maybe one drink a day when I'm out there. Mm. And that, that's, that's really about, about all it is. Well, here's the thing, you know, you're talking about strippers and stuff like that and, 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 and drinking. I mean, you can still drink in Vegas, you know, I mean, but the bars are all shut down. I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't go to the bar and sit there and, you know, play the video slots, which I, I think, I think those things are more rigged than the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, actually, oh, I think, yeah, but, absolutely. but, you know, but I understand, you know, people, sometimes people don't want to like hang out with other people at a table and they want to gamble anyway, but yeah, you can't do that. There's the entertainment is all gone. Yeah. Like for instance, the, the, uh, 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 Cirque du Soleil. Yep. Has filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I read um, that in that article. I mean, that yeah. article should be shared, should be shared everywhere. Yeah. You know, so, so again, I, I don't understand why anybody would want to come here. And and the resorts, you know, I mean, MGM recently announced the layoff of like eighteen thousand workers yeah. 
And that's on top of the thousands that were already let go. So the people that they're bringing back now, it's a seniority thing. Mm-hmm. So they're, but they're still working on a skeleton crew. So you don't get the kind of amenities that you would normally get. So for instance, like if you need towels, you can leave a message with the housekeeping. And if you're lucky, you're going to get what eventually get what you wanted and it'll be hanging on your, uh, uh, uh doorknob outside your door. And then they're saying, if your trash is full, bag it up and leave it in the hallway with everybody else's. And wow. eventually they'll come by and they'll pick it up. But here's the thing is that, you know, people drink in Vegas. They're drunk as hell when they're going back to their hotel room. Yep. They're kicking this trash all over the place. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, and nobody's cleaning it up because they don't have the maintenance. Uh, you know, like, also, you can't even get breakfast in bed. There's no room service. Wow. You know, I mean, so. that's part, but you see, that's part of that Vegas story. You go to Vegas and you get a story out of it and you're like, I went to Vegas in 2020 and it was the shittiest experience of my life. <laughs> there was nothing going on. And it's just, it's something you could talk about, you know, you know, there is like my, my wife was looking at flights to Vegas maybe a month or two ago. It was like 50 bucks one way, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. so cheap. Well, Here's a good example of that. So in order for uh, the uh, resorts to lure the tourists back, and this is one of the biggest problems they're saying, is that they have reduced their rates. So, for instance, uh, I I recently found out that, uh, you know, I see a room – the minimum rate at Caesars Palace is uh, used to be roughly around $139 a night plus resort fees. And then they've, but now they've dropped it to forty three bucks. What? Yeah, forty three. We are going bucks. to Vegas. We can get into Caesars for forty three bucks a night. But see, here's the problem: is that that is attracting the less than desirables, and hey, they hey, are hey, causing I'm, the problems. I'm like right you. here. I'm right here. <laughs> but yeah, so my face. So you know, I mean, it's if if you if you get a deal for. 40 some odd dollars and you can stay at a place like, you know, uh, 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 the Cosmopolitan or, or, or the Luxor or something of like these luxurious hotels, you're going to take it. Everybody's going to take it, but it's, it's really attracting a lot of trash. And here's the other thing too, even though you don't have the amenities that they had before, I mean, you know, they, I mean, you still get Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're still charging the outrageous resort fees. Yeah, I saw that. Full That's, resort fees. Well, you gotta you gotta make your money someplace, you know. You gotta God lure them in. It's, it's like it's like when you go out there and there's like the uh, like the timeshare scam, you know. It's like okay, uh, come with me and get the free stuff, but you gotta do their four hour interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing with resort fees, you know. I, I see those I see those all the time, and that's just ridiculous. I I played a slot game for years. That was uh it was uh, they they earned you points and stuff to go to Vegas, and you could book the you could book the room. I had like I had earned enough over the years I was playing. I had like a I could get like four or five days at one place, but then you still had to pay the resort fee, and I think it was a jacked up resort fee through the thing, so it was still like eighty nine bucks a night. Well, I had a free trip, but I still pay four hundred dollars for it. That's, yep. that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I also saw that MGM, because of what you were talking about of of low fees, you know, bringing in the riffraff, uh, they recently stated that they were bringing back their expensive rooms. Yep. Uh, uh, the win so, is too actually. Yeah, they just announced it. You well, know, it's but they a smart they, thing to do. 
they act as though they're doing people a favor by, you know, offering free parking, free parking again, you know, because I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, nobody had free parking. I mean, I, th- I think like Treasure Island had free parking, oh, but that's they? it. Last yeah, time all all the places on. Yeah, all the places on the strip. And, and when I'm talking about parking, I'm talking about 20 to 30 bucks a day. You yeah, know, when I mean, we were so, out there. Uh, we stayed in New York, New York the last time I was out there and we got a car. And uh, and it was awesome because it was like if you rented the car, what was it? If you rented the car from the hotel, it cost a ton of money for whatever reason. But if you rented a car from the airport, no, if you rented a car from the airport, it was a ton of money. But if you rented a car from the hotel, it was like 16 bucks a day for a new car. Yeah, I think yeah. it was called Star Rental or something like that. But we were staying in New York, New York, and I'll be honest, man, I've been out there many times. I didn't even know you could park a car out there. I had no idea they had parking garages. But the, <laughs> yeah, but we parked we parked for free, and I saw that too. That it was you know twenty thirty bucks a day to park, and I, yeah, I had no idea you could drive out there and park. I'm I go straight tourist when I go into cities, man. And I mean, you can see long lines of cars coming in from California. And I'm like, oh, they just disappeared. Don't they? I have no idea. See them just driving up and down the strip all day, sitting in traffic. That's where they leave them. It's it's just crazy. Again, I I just don't, for the life of me, I just can't understand why anybody would want to come out here right now. Um, something else I wanted to mention about the uh, the hotels is that um, you know how you get turn down service every night that you're there mm-hmm. every, every morning. You know, which I I love. Is that, that where a hooker says no? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now, because they're so short-staffed, the maids won't clean the room until you leave. Wow. Until you check out. You know, I mean, I, I, to me, that's just not worth it. I mean, I mean, I realize that when tourists come here, they spend the majority of their time. They don't spend the majority of their time in their room. But, yeah. you know, when I come back to my room, I want a clean room. You know? See, I, I'm the opposite when I stay at a hotel. I don't want anybody touching my stuff. I really don't. Like, I, if I'm staying at a hotel, and I, know I understand my, that. My though. things cleaned up, but I know when I'll stay in a hotel by myself, I would leave my bag on my bed because I know they can't touch anything then. Right, right. So, so I will. I'll leave my bag right in the middle of the damn bed. Don't touch my shit. I'll be sleeping here for three days. It's okay. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, I'm very strange when I when I travel by myself. Quirky, but yeah. So, yeah, you know, folks, I realize, you know, we usually talk about the left and the right a lot here. But, I mean, this isn't so much that kind of episode. But I will say that all of this is happening because of Governor Sisolak's ridiculous requirements. Um, because when I say they're ridiculous, I'm, I'm not, you know, because he's mandated all businesses to follow these guidelines. And mm-hmm. I understand that. And and as as a business, you want to stay open and you want to you know keep things, you know, together, and not get fined. Um, however, it's ridiculous how arbitrary these rules are that he's imposed. No, you know, I, and I, like I, like for instance, like you know, gatherings of more than 50, 50 people aren't allowed. But you know, the uh, uh, hotels and casinos are still open, and that's you know all you can do here is gamble. That's all you can do anymore yeah. here. That's that's the only. Yeah, so I understand why people are pissed off. I understand they're pissed off when they get here. Then they get drunk and they get even more pissed off. And that's why the fights are happening and stuff like that, you know. But I think if if these mandates weren't in place, um, 
we wouldn't have these problems like we're having. I, I think you're right. And and not only that, and I will you know, I'll go conspiratorial, I really don't I really don't care. We can get banned on Facebook together and it'll be exciting. <laughs> I mean, this virus though it's killed a lot of people, is not it's it's not that big of a threat to moderately healthy people. But the more these things stay shut down, the more this control comes, the worse the end of it's going to be. Because oh, yeah. we really have, and I, I, I'm going to have my wife kick me really quick when I say this, we really have created a new normal. And that new normal is, is absolute shit. And we've conditioned people to to accept this. Like my... My, my, my soon-to-be 10-year-old, she, she came out of school the other day. I picked them up every day, and, you know, the, the kindergartner, she just she wears her mask outside, and they want the kids to wear their mask outside. And I have told the kids, like, you take your mask off your face when you step outside. Anybody says anything to you, you direct them immediately to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was telling you, my... My my oldest daughter, she uh, she's got a Gadsden flag mask, and I, I truly love that. But it's it hurts me that nobody said anything to her. But she walks out, and you know she's you know she takes that she takes it off, but it's but it's around her neck. We got in the car, and I said, you know, baby, you can take your mask off. She goes, oh my god, I forgot I had it on. And I said, you know, that's the problem. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, exactly. You, you become absolutely conditioned to the fact that that it's there. It only takes 21 days. That's you know there's scientific proof. But the more you're conditioned to this being an accepted thing, isn't it bizarre to think that you're going to have to be conditioned to go back to what is truly normal? It's like mm-hmm. we're creating a society that's going to be having to deal with PTSD next year, maybe, just because of all of the idiocy. It's like, no, 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 it's okay to shake someone's hand. This is how we do it. It's okay. You know, you know people, it's, people are it's saying it's they so can't ridiculous. wait for... 2020 to be over, but I don't think 2021 is going to be much better. Oh, you know, God, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, waiting, it up. I'm no. waiting for the zombies. <laughs> you know? I am Jeez. so upset by this apocalypse, man. I, I really am. I, Me and all of my other gun-loving people, we were really hoping for the walking dead, but we didn't <laughs> get it, and it's so disappointing. But, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a piece that came out the other day that, that where the CDC said that there's not going to be a vaccine available until the middle of next year. I'm just looking at it going, are you fucking nuts? You know, the, the, my, my, my numb nuts governor in this, in this, in this state said that the mass mandate would be sort of kind of contingent. This is on their, on their health department page. It would be sort of kind of contingent, contingent along with the release of a vaccine. Well, first of all, that's a stupid statement. I am by no means an anti-vaxxer. Vaccines are how humanity has grown. Right, right. But, you know, look at how comical it was. What was it last month when Russia said that they had developed the vaccine? And right. also you, yep. got these, you got these Libby vaxxers going, whoa, whoa, it's Russia. They just rushed through it. And it just made me laugh. I was like, well, what the hell do you think that they're doing here? Right. You want exactly. them to rush it, but you're going to you're gonna say it's okay because this isn't Russia? Do you have any idea how retarded what you just said is? <laughs> and, and so, you know, stuff like that cracks me up. But no, damn it, we need a vaccine. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I've, I've gotten a flu shot once and it made me more sick than I've ever been. Yeah, it creates I, the symptoms of it. I won't, I won't get a coronavirus vaccine shot. I won't. And if you demand that I do, well, I'm going to be the dumbest outlaw in world history, fighting the dumbest civil war in the history of the world. 
Somebody asked me recently, you know, uh, because, you know, we have these COVID testing sites mm -hmm. and they asked me, would, would you want to go and find out if you have it? And I'm like, no, what, what's the point? There's no vaccine, you mm -hmm. know, just something I have to worry about. Jesus Christ. And you know, I don't want to do that. Well, and, you know, and if I'm not feeling symptoms now, I may be asymptomatic. That could be, but I'm not, I'm feeling healthy. So, you know, I mean, unless I feel sick, I'm not going to go get tested. Well, yeah, you know, and asymptomatic people have been proven by the World Health Organization to spread it very, very, very minimally. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you, that. But obviously that's fake news. That got taken by on Facebook as well, That you know, who actually said that. <laughs> and it just, I'm just like, you know, it's not Russia that's hacking the country. It's fucking Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it is. It's like it, yeah, it's, it's like that last that it's last episode, people. that last episode we talked about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, how Facebook and social media in itself is just it's destroying everything. It really yeah, is. They've literally created what is and is not real and is and is not fake, and it's all is and is not real and is and is not fake. It's it's at the same time. It's just, it's disturbing to me. Yeah, yeah. But but what we've what we've done now is just. It's absurd, and I, I hate it every day. But you know, it's like I've got to go to the doctor tomorrow for for a thing, and I don't know if they're going to COVID test me or not. And if they do, if they if they tell me, here's the thing: uh, we're going to test you for antibodies. But you know what? I'm okay with that. See if I've had it. I'm okay with that. But you're not going to give me a current test. I have no symptoms of what you have a disease for. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was listening on I was listening on one of the local radio shows here, and some guy had called in and said that. So I don't know how, how, how reliable this is, but he had said that Audi in Wisconsin, the University of University of Wisconsin at Madison, which is already doing remote learning from the dorms because they got to get their tuition fees, uh, had an outbreak of 1,900 students, all of whom are asymptomatic. Mm. But they have locked down the dorms. Like he said, his daughter was there. She literally is not allowed to leave her dorm for anything. Really? Really? That what? How ridiculous is this? What What are we creating? And there's no there's no middle ground that can be found here because it is only the extreme. It's well, you're not sick. Well, it shows that you have a disease. I have a disease of which I'm not spreading. And ultimately, it, it is kind of like The Walking Dead. There, it's like the the episode where the CDC is just guys. We all have it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But, but it only affects some people. But again, the dead aren't rising and it's very depressing. And uh, <laughs> we just, I, I want it, I want it to be over. And I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how it stops, you know? It's like, you're I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> we, I, we had talked about this once before and I think it was you. You said if Biden wins, watch how fast we get a vaccine. Yeah. Or watch yeah. how fast it all goes away. And I can't totally disagree with that. Um, here in Nevada, our numbers are, I don't know, they, they kind of roller coaster a little bit. They go up and they go down and then they go down. And, you know, and uh, it wasn't maybe a week or so ago, we reported zero deaths. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, 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 but then it's gone up again. And I think one of the reasons for this is if the tourists came here, and stayed here i think i think the numbers would rise but instead they're coming here and they're going home 
And so I think that that's one of the reasons that we're not experiencing more cases of it here than well, we are. Well, uh, look at it here. I, I heard, don't know. I don't know what your governor says, and I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you there, but hmm. I don't know what your governor said. But our governor said very clearly, you know what, we're doing this to flatten the curve and to make sure that hospitals are ready to be, you know, inundated with the sick. Well, not only did we flatten the curve, but the hospitals were never inundated, inundated with the sick. It never occurred. And now we have a governor who has held peacetime emergency with basically a council of five for six months, the longest of any governor in in the history of Minnesota, even during World War II when we had an actual war. Wow. And wow. this guy, and this guy, because we have a split House and Senate, refuses to give up these powers. And it's it's ridiculous. This guy, this guy is, you know, assuming the whole state is the is basically that urban area that needs to be shut down, needs to be controlled, and it's it's destroying the economy of the state. And you know, much like your governor is destroying the economy of your state by controlling the place. That gives it money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like you got, mm-hmm. you guys have two cities, as far as I know, in Vegas. There's Reno, which I'm pretty sure doesn't really exist anymore, and <laughs> Vegas. I've been to Reno once. It was creepy as all hell. Yeah, I've never been there. I drove through it once on a road trip, and I was like, oh, this is this is too weird for me. I don't. This is too weird. There's nobody here. It's a Saturday. But <laughs> but I mean, you have you have Reno and Vegas. Nobody goes to Vegas for. Or nobody goes to Nevada for anything else. Yeah, people go yeah, to Vegas. Pretty much, that's it. You, you know, have to understand, though, Vegas is really built up, and so I mean, it's it's not the Vegas of yesterday, to say the least. You know, so there's a lot of businesses here. You know, well, I know. So, I mean, you guys, you guys have a lot of business because you've got because you're very gun friendly first. So I know there's a yep. lot of gun manufacturers there. Yep. You're also a no state tax state, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of places that are that are there to do other things, but that's what you're known for. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I until I saw the numbers, I would still have to say the vast majority of your income from state taxes comes from gambling and prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, prostitution isn't a big thing here anymore, especially I, I guess the rule here is that you it, it depends on your population of your city. So in other words, it's not legal in Las Vegas, but like yep. in a place, a small town like Pahrump, it is legal there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. This is a—it's uh, getting crazy. It's just getting nuts. Well, know? yeah, and that craziness is—it's it, only going to get worse. It's the natural progression of things until it, until it pops, man. And people are arming themselves at a rate here that is that is unprecedented in the history of alarming. The you know, and like you oh, have you mentioned before, even left wingers are arming oh themselves. Oh my god, to you know? to an incredible degree. Fortunately, they can't shoot for shit. That makes me really happy, but they've got a lot of guns, you know, and I see it. So it'll be like stormtroopers, huh? Yeah, it'll be like stormtroopers. Like, no, no, I'm going to stand right here. Just don't move. You'll be fine. (laughs) But but there's a lot of guns, and that's going to lead to a lot more violence when people are controlled and controlled and controlled. And you got these politicians that are just going to keep it up, and they're going to keep it up, and they're going to keep it up until it pops and then they're going to just blame other politicians. Sure, sure. That's and all it will pop. 
and it will pop because we're Americans. We can't be told what to do, no, you know, I'm and we won't you, be told what to do. The only so. thing that is going to prevent Washington, D.C., and this is not a threat for anybody that may or may not be listening. This is not a threat. The only thing that I believe is going to prevent Washington, D.C. from becoming a cinder block in the inauguration is that the inauguration won't be live. And that it's January. It's cold. And that keeps the riffraff out. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I think that we're headed for just horror. And I, and I, I want to be wrong. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that I am. And, and I and again, you know, we like to talk about how to be central on things and how to potentially be pragmatic. But I, it's bizarre to me to think that the only pragmatic thought about all the idiocy in the world is absolute catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how, how insane of but a thought is that? On the other hand, look at history. Yeah. And, you know, until something pops, nothing ever changes. Well, that's you know? true. But so, you know, when in history have we had this? You know, I mean, no, you're, you're not, remember, not to this degree. No. Do you, do you remember back in March where you weren't allowed to compare this to the Spanish flu because that was also fake news? Yeah. And then about three months later, they're trying to draw a corollary to 1918 uh-huh. and through 1920 through all that stuff. And that. Yeah, I found that, that pretty funny. Like, you know, but but yeah, I mean, but you can't compare it to that because that was a real disease that literally killed 25 million people over the course of a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it, it wiped out populations of small towns. This right. well, not so much. It's wiped out populations of nursing homes, which is still bad, but it's not millions of people. It's not. It's not the predicted numbers that were thrown out there. And I have said this before. Our own governor predicted 750,000 deaths this year alone in Minnesota. And that was a model done by done by the U of M. And it's just it's not remotely true. Yeah. But, you know, this jackass and I love that I have the forum to actually call him a jackass to where somebody might be like, there's this guy talking about you (laughs) to to call him a jackass and hopefully maybe he'll get around to hear it. But, you know, he's, he's so proud. He's so proud that he still holds these powers and he's just not to dog teacher so much, but he's your, he's your run of the mill stereotypical liberal former teacher. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man, those, those, they're the worst to me. Cause they're just, they're these weird, they're these control freaks that believe that their way is sure. the only way. And you can only learn through me mm-hmm. and i just i, I it's I, all I about indoctrination yeah you know? that's it you know and i i see this guy and i just ah, i can't stand him that's just me hey let's get back to what we we're talking about with facebook um oh, sure. you had you had mentioned a while back that you know once we started getting getting this uh podcast rolling that we should uh form a uh a group over at facebook based oh yeah on this we podcast. create a page um f- folks i'm going to leave this out out to you uh, what do you think? Uh, would you like something like that? Would you like uh, that kind of a forum uh, to talk about the things that we do talk about? Uh, the one thing that I would request if, if you do did join that group is that you don't get into arguments. And I know that would be really hard when we're talking about topics like these, but, uh, you know, keep it civil. Uh, but, yeah, let us know. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, you can drop a comment uh, on on our posts at Facebook, uh, you know, the posts of the podcast, or you can uh, drop a comment on uh, on the uh, 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 podcast itself. Um, but yeah, and you know, when when I, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about 
um, maybe getting some uh, 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 PR material together. You mm-hmm. know, like for instance, like for my other podcast and the other uh, 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 YouTube thing that I do, um, I have business cards. And okay. I found that these business cards really jacked up the uh, the the uh, uh, listens and the views. And so I was thinking about make, maybe getting some business cards for our podcast. Why in the hell would we need a business card? That's why we have the internet, Damien. Right, We're but on I'm, the it, internet what I do, for a reason. We can't right, spread I, I business cards out because every time you hand something to somebody else, that spreads COVID around the world. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's why they're trying to ban money. That's why they're trying to ban anything else. If we if we were to have something that was printed and you handed it out to another person, that's basically committing a murder, and that's wrong. Uh. <laughs> I drop them off at the restaurants I go to. So, but you, so you're the one spreading disease. Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the evil, heinous business cards, and that's such an old man thing to do. Drop a business card. Hey, it helped. It helps. Who does that? That's too weird, man. Anyway, let's get out of here, man. All right. Let's call it a day. Have a great day. All right. You too, man. We'll talk to you later. So civil about war anyway.